Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Righty, uh, let's, uh, a bit of a change of pace. It's a very good afternoon to Nick Welshaw, who was in Houston last week and um, he's back in Sydney. Uh, Nick, great to have your company, mate. How are you? How'd you pull up? Yeah, good, Chris, mate. Thanks, thanks for having me on. It was uh, obviously a uh, you know huge card for Australia. Um, you know, Robert Whitaker came you know agonisingly close to to re- retain, yeah. regaining his, his middleweight title, and and tied to a Barca, obviously, you know the huge uh, upset knockout win over Derek Lewis, and then we had uh, obviously Casey O'Neill and and Jacob Malcoon on the on the card as well. Both had both had uh, you know massive wins as well so it was a it was a great card for the Aussies yeah well we'll talk about all those fights um in a bit more detail before before we do so what was it like mate when did when did you get back uh got back on Tuesday so yeah. thankfully mate I managed to get over and back uh without getting COVID so that good that was the that was a good thing you know I mean obviously you know the in, in the states, in, in Texas particularly, they've sort of really opened up. I mean, you know, you had a, a, a main event of twenty thousand people in there, yeah. but you know, essentially no one with masks on and, and and stuff like that. So it's 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 very open over there, and that's why the UFC are obviously going to states like Texas and 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 Florida because their their sort of mandates are, are much looser than than a lot of the other states. Yeah, I mean, so it was in and out, hit hit and run mission for you. Um, what was the experience? I know you've been to the States many times. In fact, I'm pretty sure you went over there with my mad brother at one point, um, and there's some stories that we probably shouldn't tell. <laughs> Did you behave yourself? Yeah, mate, absolutely. I mean, it was a bit, it's, um, you know, it was a, like such a big, it was a big week. I mean, we had, you know, four Aussies fighting. So, and there was heaps of stories, you know, obviously, you know, Jacob Malcoon, he's the, the, the Panthers, Sort of one of the Panthers' wrestling coaches. Yeah, um, he was up against AJ Dobson, a sort of a, a American guy who came into the fight with plenty of hype. So he had a big win. I mean, Casey O'Neill's now on a run of four wins since going to the UFC. I mean, she's Australia's best female fighter, and you know, there's a lot of hype around her now in the states. I mean, there, there, there was a reason they put her on this card. You know, they really. They knew it was a big one uh, for Aussie fans, and they really wanted to to showcase her talent. I mean, the the UFC sort of they really see a, a bright future for her, and I know she's she's really keen to sort of build herself up slowly. But mm. you know, she's she's ranked now and and, and a, a great prospect. You know, tied to Avasa was just a huge huge win. I mean, he's he's gone from number eleven to number three wow. in the heavyweight rankings. I mean, he's right in contention for for sort of title fights. Um, and and Rob, you know, was so close, so close in that fight. You know, I, I actually, I I thought he'd done enough. Mm. Um, and I know a, a lot of people, will, will, you know, will probably think that's wrong. And I and I admit, you know, obviously you you watch it probably through different eyes when you've covered someone as as long as I've covered Rob. But I mean, I really thought that second round. I mean, I mean that was one of the, the swing rounds. But I really thought he he had probably done enough in that round to 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 get it done so um but you know it's it, it certainly 
you know, it, it certainly wasn't surprising to see to see Adesanya win it. And a, and a lot of I know a lot of the guys on press row had to had to fight for Adesanya. You think he was Rob Whitaker or not? I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. No, oh, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, it's it was. Um, you know, he he fought he fought a great fight. He fought a smart fight. Um, you know, obviously completely different to the first time around. Um, you know, rounds two and three they were they were so close. You know, there there wasn't a lot in it. Um, and and certainly, you know, it's, you, you you couldn't call it a robbery. I mean, it, it's you know, and as I said, a, a lot of people on press row had it had it for Adesanya, but. You know, there, there was a couple, uh, and, and you know, I was talking to a few people afterwards mm. who who had it for Whitaker, uh, journos. Um, there's a couple of fighters who've who've obviously come out on social media who who had it for Whitaker. Um, but he, he, you know, the scorecards, the scorecards certainly, it, it was one of those fights that could have gone either way. Um, so certainly, certainly not robbed. But mm. had his hand been raised, there, there would have been a lot of people not surprised. Talking to Nick Walshaw, um, who was pretty much, well, not in the octagon, but very, very close to all the action. Well, it was this time last week, pretty much. Um, and it's a sport that is certainly growing, isn't it, in this country? And, and I mean, you were over there, Nick, but you were doing a blog for the Daily Telegraph, weren't you, or News Limited? And, and uh, there's a lot of interest, a lot of interest. And, and, and so many people I spoke to last weekend, you know where they were? And I'm talking younger, younger guys, you know, sort of the, the 20 to, to sort of 40 year olds were were in a pub watching UFC um the likes of of Whitaker so that's 0 and 2 for Whitaker now with Adesanya will we will we see a trilogy well I mean immediately afterwards talking to Dana White he wasn't convinced you know but like I I think there's 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 a gap that you've got you've got Adesanya and Whitaker this fight proved there's now so little between them um and I think there's a, a gap between them and, and the rest of the division. I mean, some people have suggested uh, Whitaker move to welterweight. Mm. I, I don't think that's a move at all. I, I think, you know, if he if he stays at middleweight, I think he's a, you know, two fights at most from from getting another crack. I mean, at the moment, you know, it, it's look, it's always hard when you lose two times to the champion, but because there is such a gap be, between the rest of the field, I, I think you know Rob has has sort of one, two wins, and he's, he's right back in that conversation. I mean, we're about to see at some stage this year Alex Volkanovsky, mm. you know, who's, who's beat Max Holloway twice, and, and, and they're going to go for a third time. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not out of the realms of possibility for, for Rob, and I, I think he knows now how close he is. Um, you know, there was there was so little in the fight, you know. Um, it's a, it's a shame he didn't. It's a shame he didn't get the result, obviously, because it would have been a huge trilogy fight, you know, down here in Australia at the back end of the year. But uh, yeah, I, like he just he's so close that I, I think definitely he stays at middleweight. I think he goes away, he has two fights, and he's he's back there again because I just think there's there's that much between those two and the rest of the field. Just finally on Whitaker, um, I, I saw you know a uh, great Johnny Lewis, Hall of Famer, uh, saying he'd love to see him in the ring. Do you think? There's a, there's a chance he might go down that path. I don't know. Maybe like at the back end of his career. I know obviously Gal was was really keen to fight him at one stage, mm. but uh, you know it would then involve sort of the UFC. You know, isn't keen on 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 letting its its fighters go across to boxing. I mean, obviously the the heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou has had that's 
something he wants to do and mm. there's, there's a lot of roadblocks and, and talks between him and the, the UFC at the moment about that. I know Taito Vass has wanted to do some boxing. So, I mean, not at the moment, but I think I think definitely at, at the, the very back end of his career. I mean, he's obviously such a great name in Australia too. Like, you know, he's a he's our biggest star still as a, as a UFC fighter. So I think at the, mm. at the back end... Uh, of his fight career, he could he could have a couple of real lucrative sort of opportunities here. Mm. All Absolutely. right, well, let's talk about Tai Tuivasa then. I mean, my God, he's a he's a big hit over there in the states uh, from Mount Druitt. You know a fair bit about him. A uh, Bam Bam heavyweight division, a big win against Derek Lewis, who I think is known as you know the KO King. Um, what does the future hold for Tai Tuivasa? Well, I mean, you know, like he's he's gone from number eleven in the rankings to number three in in one fight. I mean, and the way the way the Americans have gone nuts over his whole cult personality, the shoeys and his his walkout songs, you know, coming out that mm. you know to the Spice Girls and and you know Barbie Girl and all all, all sorts of things, you know, like um, it, it's just amazing the way people have, have have got behind him and. And so, I mean, he's now, you, you look, he's ranked number three. So, I mean, Francis Ngannou, the champ, he's going to be out for an extended period. He's about to have knee surgery. Mm. Uh, they're talking about an interim title fight between Stipe Miocic and John Jones, which which looks like it'll be, you know, it's becoming more likely by the day. So then the only other guy above him is, is Cyril Garn, you know. So it's it's a real possibility that he, he goes into a fight with, with Cyril Garn, you know, and... and um, you know, after that, it could be depending on how long Francis is out. You know, whoever's whoever's holding that interim title, mm. like he's he's you know literally that close to a title shot. When's it coming back here, Nick? UFC to our country? Well, well, there's been there's been a bit of talk that obviously the UFC are are, are already in discussions. I mean, even because it takes so long to get organised, and at, at the moment, you know, obviously it, it's still international travels really hard. So. Uh, you know, but they're about to go back to England. So the the whisper is that they're all they're looking at sort of the the second half of the year. You know that that August August was a date mentioned to me, uh, but it's it's I guess it's a, a really a case of wait and see how things continue to open up. But I know they definitely definitely want to have a, a pay per view event over here in the back half of the year. Mm. I know Israel Adesanya when I spoke to him uh, in the lead up to this fight, he's he said he wants to fight in Australia. He wants to headline in Australia. He's obviously had issues with the New Zealand government over their whole quarantining and, and, and that sort of thing. He's really upset with the government over there with the way, um, you know, they haven't been allowed, you know, go out and fight and come back. Um, you know, so he doesn't want to fight in New Zealand anymore. He wants to, he wants to have a, a fight here. Um, I mean, he's, that would obviously be a huge fight. I mean, the idea of putting someone like him and tied to a Barca on the same card would be, would be outstanding, mm. you know? So that, that could be second half of the year. They're, 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 that's the talk that they want to be over here sometime, you know, August, September. Well, there's a huge following and it's growing, you know, for me, I've got to be honest, it's a little bit bloodthirsty, but you know, I enjoy it, but um, I can understand those that, that don't warm to, to UFC, but as I say, the, the following is growing. For our listeners in Queensland, Casey O'Neill. So what, she just eight or nine fights into her pro career. What next for her? 
Yeah, well, I mean, obviously now she's ranked, and I, I spoke to her over there in, in, in Houston through the week, and we were just talking about, you know, just how quickly, you know, her her rise has been. And, and she, you know, she was telling me that she wants to really not put the brakes on, but she said she's very, she's really conscious of, of not taking on more than she can chew too quickly, you know, really sort of building herself up and, and taking the the right fights at the right time, you know. And I mean, we have seen it in the UFC where where people come in and they get ahead of themselves and then they, they have a big loss and, and, and find it really difficult to recover from. I mean, she's she's a fighter who's really aware of, of where she's at, where she sits in the division and and she wants to build accordingly. So, um, but I mean, obviously she's, you know, she's really confident she's going to be our, our first female world champion. I mean, that's, mm. it, you know, she, she's super confident about that fact, but I, I really like the way she's also like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. And I need to keep building. I need to keep building my skills and building my game um, and, and taking it step by step. Mm. Um, so, you know, she's, she's now ranked, uh, you know, this was a, Obviously, she was the bad guy in this one, you know, fighting against uh, Roxanne, who was who was obviously retiring, you know, a fan favourite. So, uh, and she really embraced the bad the bad guy role, I guess, after the fight, which was which mm. was fun to see. I, I mean, you know, obviously now she's she's getting up to the pointy end, um, and there's some some really big fights ahead for her. Yeah, she's got some personality, Casey O'Neill. Uh, finally, mate, um, I was reading yesterday, Nathan Cleary from Penrith. He is back to almost not full contact, but he's doing some close-in wrestling, he was saying. So that then leads me to uh, Team Whitaker. They basically, they are in charge, are they not, of, of the Panthers' um, wrestling coaches? And, I, and I, Is it Jacob Malkoon? He's he's part of that deal as well? Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, So they came on last year, basically... They came on uh, when the, when the boys came back from having lost the grand final the year before. Uh, Cameron Serraldo reached out to yeah. uh, Rob Whitaker's head coach Alex Pratt and and sort of said we want to get you in. Now Alex was at South Sydney uh, when when they won the comp. He mm. was he was their wrestling coach there. Uh, he went he went for a couple of years, helped out at, at Brisbane when uh, Anthony Seabold went up there. Um, but then he had a, had a year off. So uh, Cameron Serraldo basically went out to the gym mm. um, and, and just watched Rob Whitaker and Jacob and, and the team train, mm. loved what they were about and said, can, can you come out? And obviously, you know, they've then been a, been a huge part of the year. Um, Jacob mm. Malcoon especially, he's, he's really hands-on. So he's obviously a, a UFC middleweight, Rob Whitaker's, main training partner you know he's now gone back to back with his own wins uh, and and he when i spoke to him through the week he was he was talking about how coming seeing the way that the panthers responded from their grand final loss also proved inspiration for him he got knocked out in his, in his ufc debut in, in 18 seconds you know it was a really really tough loss uh, he came home, sort of did his two weeks quarantine, and it was about the same time that he virtually went straight into starting with the Panthers. And he said to watch them and the enthusiasm and the and just the the vigor that they brought to those first training sessions, he said that really inspired mm. me to to go. Okay, you, you shake it off, you dust off, and and uh, you know he, he so they've been instrumental. Obviously, you look at you look at the Panthers the way they defended through the finals last year, and and particularly. 
you know that 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 finals game against Melbourne too. You know, no, oh, well, um, even the last well, couple well, of last couple of years, Nick, their defence has been the benchmark, hasn't it? Um, anyone yeah. can, can see that. And Cameron Seraldo, he's uh, he's in in hot demand too um, for what he's brought to it. So, um, you know, we say they're trying to get rid of wrestling in rugby league, but it's a it's a big big part of it. And uh, the best team uh, in the competition, the Panthers. Um, they have some very good uh, instructors, it would seem. We better go, Nick. We're running short of time, but thanks very much, mate. Always good to, to chat rugby league and USC with you, and I'm glad you got back from Houston in one piece. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it, mate. Great stuff. There is Nick Walshaw um, from the Daily Telegraph.